I let you in just so I could feel you on top of me. The Pedophiles! We're back with the 20th episode with the notorious Matt Duffy. Um, you have been causing quite a stir in uh, T-Suck lately. I have. Uh, I want to get into it, but first, let the audience know who you are. What kind of big dick you got? You've been doing comedy for how long in the city? Oh, I've only been doing comedy for a little over a year. In the city? Mm-hmm. Have you been co doing comedy elsewhere? Nope. Really? Yeah. I'm only about... Yeah. I've always had the vibe that you've been doing it a little bit longer. But you uh, get at it. You get at it. You're ambitious. You can run two shows now, right? I run two shows, yeah. Uh, shameless plug. The Friend Zone at the Cameron House. Mm -hmm. That's uh, every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also run a show called It's Comedy Gold, which is at uh, Toronto Style Bar and Grill. Yeah. Um, that's Saturdays at 9.30. Both have been, like, blown up. Both get crowds out at they, times. They do. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Cameron House is... I mean, that's my flagship. Yes, exactly. The Friend Zone, it gets great crowds. Great crowd, but it's just an open mic. No, it's a competition show. Oh, no, um, sorry, Toronto other way around. Toronto yeah. Style is the Toronto, open mic. It's, it's mm -hmm. half booked, half open mic. Right, right, right. So, And that's your flagship. Friend Zone. Friend Zone. Wednesdays. Yes, Cameron that's House. the flagship. That's, that's the, all flagship. the all booked show. Yes. And you, got, you had, uh, uh, I'm, I'm always worried bringing up um, uh, names when it comes to being on shows. I could, I'll bring up names and shit on them, but... There's some people that are like contractually, contractually with like yuck yucks and shit. But you had Jason Rouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just big had time. Him. Yeah, I know. Just had yeah. him recently. That's sick. Um, yeah, and uh, Ron Vowdry. Yes. He already performed at our show. Yes. He's actually doing it this Wednesday this again. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, those guys though, they're not gonna get in trouble. They're not. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's like pros in the city, like the real pros, not like. People doing like underground or whatever, and you could say the pros, whatever. But like the real pros roster, yuck yucks, they can't do shows like yours or the corner or stuff because they're not allowed to. No, I know. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've had lots of. We've had like Todd Graham. We've had um, Todd Van Allen. Um, yeah. We've had Che. We've had yes, lots. Great. Of, he's great. Yeah. Uh, Angelica, she's a regular. Yes. She comes through all the time. Yeah, Angelica's great. great. Yeah, we Absolutely. have great comics that come to this show. Yeah, man. Uh, God it's a bless. Lot of fun. So you've been getting into trouble. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to taint it and bias it from because like I'm just like fucking gossip, gossipy Gus here, just like reading the fucking screenshots. I'm not on T-Suck anymore because of uh, dumb bullshit. But um, I exposed some bitch that was like trying to fake a uh, um, a rape accusation with a headliner in Comedy Bar. Uh, no comment. Just posted the the screen cap of the messages, and I got like banned. She's still on it, I guess. I don't know. Um, so like you see, you see how like fucking dirty that shit is, but tell the yeah. audience what's going down. Why are you getting into trouble? Um, so I got in trouble for, uh, well, I've gotten in trouble for lots of things. Mm -hmm. Um, where should I start? Um, mm -hmm. well, I initially got in trouble uh, a while ago. This is, I think two months ago, might've been less than that. Uh, because I got into a feud with Kenny Robinson. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, uh, Kenny punched down on me. <laughs> right. We can... Won't go into the actual full details of it. Mm -hmm. um, but then, me being me, I challenged him to a, a, a battle. A roast battle. Yeah. And then he blocked me on Facebook. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's uh, weird. Like... I, I actually saw that, and um, I mean, my position, it was about uh, abortion, right? Yeah. Uh, my position on it is like, that's a baby, you're killing a baby, but you shouldn't have it illegal. It's just like, you should be aware of what, what you're doing there. It's like, a, not something to make uh, a light of, because there's like people that are like, oh, it's hip, it's like fashionable to have an abortion, right? It's just like, it's a pretty dirty thing, right? But it shouldn't be illegal. It should be like, you know... So your body, your choice, psychedelic should be legal, cocaine should be legal. I'm one of these yeah. super libertarian people. I just, I'm aware of like the, the, the grossness of it. So like, uh, I'm like, kind of like on both of your sides a little bit. See, I'm being the fucking cucky, like not taking a side motherfucker now. But um, that is a great example of uh, Kenny went on your shit and yeah. started fucking shit. And then 
got all upset and then like fucking blocked you, right? But it's like you're coming to me, you're barking up my tree, right? Exactly. And then I had Psykid on uh, uh, last episode, and, and people like him and other people like, why are you starting trouble on the on um, Facebook? He's he's like Chinese and he has this whole like social credit score uh, mindset. Like once that's in, uh, put in place in the West, right? People are gonna look at that and be like, "Oh, I'm less desirable now." Because, but the thing is, I don't go and fight people. They come to me. Uh, recently, you got a little spat with Tamara Siobhan, and um, that's a great example. Um, she replied on some fucking bullshit long time ago, um, fucking uh, attacking me. I went at her, and then she was like, "What? Like, why are you disrespecting me? Like, you're on my fucking fucking post, commenting on it." And like, not even like addressing the issue. You're doing personal attacks. I'm gonna do personal attacks back. Apparently, I'm better at it than you because now you block me and want to fucking get all like pissy and shit and tell your friends not to associate with me because I know that's that's happened, right? So uh, and like, what I say is like, when people saw that, right? A buddy of mine, Mitchell Alvis, is like, "Oh, you're burning bridges. It's not gonna." And I'm like, "Dude, settle the fuck down because if you see her doing that with." A nobody like me she's gonna keep on doing that to people it's a character trait of these motherfuckers starting troubles and not acting all self-righteous when they get smacked down right um and then you see it happen you see it happen again with you like some bullshit fucking gossipy shit now she's like oh i know who you are matt duffy right i've heard yeah. all about you right and then another example we we're talking about before we started the chantal maristika thing um in this like there's a queer comedy collective or something uh, Facebook page and it like blew up like oh what are we gonna do now that Chantel our founding fucking father um, fucking uh, is, is, is busted for this and then she got into a like fucking 50 long reply chain battle over bullshit right and it's just like yeah. this is a combative toxic person and I don't need to do anything I need to step back and she's gonna ruin her own life it's like not even I don't need to get involved Right? No, there's no reason to get involved with that kind of stuff because absolutely. So social so, media is yeah. just garbage, oh, and it's totally it's is. these social justice warriors that want to go out and it, they actually they don't actually really care, they just want likes. They want to put a post up and be like, "See how progressive I am? See how much I hate this person that everyone else is shitting on?" Yes, I know. And it's it's so interesting to watch the psychology and to see how fucking starved for attention these people are yes that's all they want it's just it's like us comics that's why we grab a microphone we're starved for attention yeah but it's the same thing for the people that post on facebook instagram yeah. they're starved for attention but we deal with comics who are already like that who are doubly so on social media absolutely so it's like it's just a pure form of that that yeah. you witness yeah and so now let, let's get on to the, the the big blow up recently the uh the accident and uh, what happened, and uh, you don't have to name names of like who was no, with no, no, you no, when no. you're going to the show or who posted it on TSUG, because that's not really important. Like I will name names if it's important, but in this case, it's, it's not. not. Um, so what happened? You were on your way in the show, uh, and let's uh, just say that you got into an, a, a little uh, fender bender. Nothing serious, right? You got out. No, and I got out mm -hmm. and talked to the other driver. Mm -hmm. There was zero damage to my car to his car. Mm -hmm. He stopped short. It was actually his fault. We both agreed there was no damage. People that were with me decided not to get back in the car. Um, I won't say why they didn't get back in the car because they were doing some bad things. Uh, right. Um, but another comic that was there that they left out of the story, which I found fascinating, um, got back in the car with me and we left. Went to the show, you guys crushed and it? And I still, yeah, I still went to the show. I had a great set. Awesome. I actually have a recording of it. That's, it's always like that, eh? Bad shit happening in your life, you go do a set and like, damn, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then they went on and, and posted this very skewed version of the story on T-Suck while they were waiting on the side of the road, I guess, right? I don't know if it was, if they were on the side of the road when they posted it. I can't say that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, then they turned this into a whole thing. And I tried getting a hold of them before yeah. they even did a post. Mm -hmm. They chose not to answer. Yeah. Yeah, what, like, why are you getting fucking the public involved in something like that? 
Especially because yeah. like, I'm just happy. You that don't know what you don't know what's happening. You don't know the legality of of what's fucking occurring, right? And then you go and make a public post like that. You lo- you seem kind of like fucking sniveling and like no like people shouldn't associate with you when you fucking do shit like that. Because like like we were talking before. Comics are fucked in the head, one way or another, right? There's some little mental illness, OCD, or fucking autism. There's always a little, a little fucking quirk. They're quirky, right? And they're going to yes. get involved in, like, weird, maybe illegal shit. And when you see people like that just, like, ratting on a public forum like that, you're like, ah, that's not a good look. That's no. not, and even you say some of them were probably doing not good things in the back seat. Hey, uh, you know what? I'm just happy that... I was able to stop the car in time from the idiot that was in front of me. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. There was no damage. Mm-hmm. But it, it, they it, made choices, though. Yeah, and you, all, you were also saying it kind of scared you, too. Because I, I noticed, like, a couple days after that happened, I saw you at uh, Toronto Style. Uh, Louis Smalls was hosting that before he was heading out to uh, back to UK. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you had, like, a even now, you had, like, a, a lighter, more sober... Um, uh, like complexion and you it kind of scared you a little bit you're like fuck and then you like kind of stop drinking a little bit or, or cut down right yeah i have uh yeah it scared me it wasn't because uh i love the storyline is that i was driving drunk which is yes. not true at all okay um but it did it it made me think that because it, part of my material is talking about drinking and doing drugs it fell right into the narrative that, oh, we all believed that this guy was driving drunk. Yeah. And so it made me think, I was like, oh, maybe I should cool it. And not just for the scene, but for myself. Yes. Yeah. And I, I could tell, like, the different states of uh, mine. I've seen you, like, at your shows, like, a little buzzed or whatever. And, like, I haven't seen you like that uh, since. So uh, that's that's really good. I mean, there's people that are like super straight edge that would love hearing that shit. I, I'm not necessarily that way, or you know me, a fucking Russian. But uh, you know, I'm all about self improvement. Th- this is like one way to like help you. That's kind of like the universe. Kind of, I know it's shitty, and now like like we mentioned tomorrow, and other people are giving you grief over it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, now it's like forcing you to better yourself. So there's like a weird silver lining in this. Yeah. Shit. No, I know, and um, yeah. Hey, more people know my name. Yeah, that's true. Your name got out there. Did Did you get like even in a roundabout? Because like I I get that way a little bit. Like a, a show here or there. Did you get people that are like, hey, I want to book this guy now? Because I want to book Chantel now that I heard that in a sick perverted way. <laughs> I had no interest in her because I've heard like stories and shit. But now I'm like, is she gonna make jokes about it? Like I want to know what the fuck's going out on. I want to see her material now. So you, did you get any like people messaging going like, hey, could you like you want to do my show now? I actually have been, yeah. Actually, I know. I, I got some, I got some books, uh, gigs coming up. Um, I know. Dude, yeah, it's it, weird. It's it is weird. It's and the book gigs that I already had beforehand, mm-hmm. not a single host producer canceled on me. Yeah. Good. Perfect. They all asked, hey, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. And I explained it to them. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, obviously, w- what you're going through is not as uh, rough as what uh, Chantel's going through. No. Sure. No, that's... Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I think we all knew from a while ago yeah. about this stuff. I had heard rumors about it. Um, I, I haven't, because I'm not in that, in that world, but I mean... Um, there's there's an interesting like uh, theory or saying like human behavior and psychology like um, like you see like chicks that are like especially religious chicks that are like oh she's a slut I heard that she's a slut right or that girl's a slut mm-hmm. it's usually because they're sluts or they want to fuck all the time right and then they get upset when they um, see it's, it's the same thing with like homophobia like oh gays gays right and then yeah. they're like blowing dudes right. Um, the idea behind that is like what you hate about human nature. You're like, oh, humans are this or that. Humans, um, humans lie and cheat. So you're probably a liar and cheater, right? What you hate about human nature is what you hate about yourself. True. So I hear stories. Uh, Psykit, you know, uh, uh, did a show with uh, 
Chantel a long time ago when he was still in comedy um, and he drove her and they were discussing and he was saying he had like a weird vibe to her like she was threatened by him being like a dude right and like her material when they were doing the uh, comedy like oh dudes are like predators right and like all the stuff about like uh, dudes are gonna like uh, assault you and like dudes rape and everything like that and her mind preoccupied with this is because that's what she is uh, in reality Mm-hmm. Right, and so like when you know that, and when you see that, it's like no surprise at that point that this is uh, what happens, right? Um, and like, like I do want want to have her on my show now, I, especially if she does jokes about it. But like, um, the unfortunate part is like now she's gonna quit comedy. Now she's gonna be like, ah, oh, now I'm defeated, and she's gonna stop. And um, I don't know. Some people are gonna think that's a good thing. Yeah, less predators in the thing, but like. You, you got to realize, like, there's got to be a path of redemption. There's got to be, like, self-improvement. You can't just be, like, fucking mob mentality going after everyone all the time and, like, shutting them, cancel culture, shutting them down all the time. Like, okay, fine, maybe take a little break or whatever or try to... Um, well, I would like to see her do open mics now. Like, to see her around. That would be a... You know what? That would... Yeah, and I agree. Um, I don't like at all what I heard yeah, and what we all know is and the apology was terrible oh the apology was awful but that doesn't mean she can't redeem herself at some point yeah. um, but she needs to make amends mm-hmm. um, but I think that would be a good idea going back to doing open mics mm-hmm. yeah. being like I'm starting from the ground level yes, again yes that might be interesting that would be super interesting I actually, I thought for a second, I was like, I should reach out to her and be like, do you want to do a show together? Yeah, it's just perverted. Yeah, I know. It's like, yes, for sure. People hate you. People hate me. Yeah. Although people have more reason to hate you. Yeah. Um, I thought for a second, I was like, that might be a good idea. But then I had a post about it. That essentially, it was like, uh, aside from myself, I've never had a rapist on my shows before. Oh, so, so naturally, I could hardly contain my excitement. You know, when I find out this news and like the idea of ha- her having a, uh, being a, um, getting a spot on my show, that would be fucking uh, interesting. But like, you know, in reality, she's not going to do jokes about it. She's going to be like uptight about it. No, of course. Well, yeah. she needs to just well, stay out of the spotlight for well, a little bit. Well, let's not like dwell too much on people who are like not that far away from us in terms of the latter, right? Let's look at Louis C.K. Now that's a... Uh, a way more exaggerated, way more bigger example because he's like, you know, has like millions of fans and shit. Yes. Uh, does he do jokes about what happened? He did like, uh, I don't know if you saw him, he was in Toronto. Uh, uh, I, I, no, I actually... Me, me, I was... me neither. But like, I heard that he didn't do jokes. But he just like... No. And like, uh, what's his face? Um, the black guy, the jello guy, Bill Cosby. Uh I don't know, like a, like a year ago when the whole case was blowing up, right? About him drugging uh, chicks. There was uh, some people that recorded uh, him doing sets. And like, like they were heckling like, Hey, what about the, what about uh, what you did? And they just ignored them and just moved on and didn't even want to like address it. And like, it, it, it's weird. It's such a like blatant thing in, in these guys' lives, what happened. And they don't want to discuss it. They feel like, like uh, upset and weird about it. Whereas, and like... It's like it's like a, an avenue to make jokes about to to try to like because it, it's on everyone's mind, right? Uh, but it's whereas to address it, yeah, to to address it. Whereas like us um, or even Chantel doing a, a spot and say like fucking uh, uh, go to Thunder Bay even or not even that far like uh, Alliston or Barry or something. You do a spot. You can't really say, like, oh, I've been getting into this drama, and he's like, because they don't know what the fuck you're talking about, no, right? No, they have no idea. Whereas with Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby, it's in everyone's mind, right? Absolutely. And it's just like, he needs no explanation to get it, no segue to get into it. No, none. Yeah, uh, but for whatever reason, they don't want to joke about it. They wanna, don't want to talk about it. Well, they think the audience will then turn on them. Have you been doing jokes about uh, the, the accident that uh, you guys have you been doing a little bit? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you might know be at the comics, don't like whatever. I'll say no. No? Uh, maybe a little bit? Only for a private show. But there was uh, a private show, just comics mm. talked about it. Okay. Um, I just said, 
I didn't go into the full details or anything like that. I just said, I'm like, I love how that I'm being looked at as a skinny Canadian version of Artie Lang without any of the fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very accurate. Um, Artie Lang. That's another one of this degenerate comic with all, all these like issues, but like they still love him. People still love him. Well, yeah. He, and he never hurt anyone. That's the difference between like no. UCK and Bill Cosby. He's been hurting himself. You saw... Um, yeah. Recently, he had like a he, he had like bad coke, like with like gra- yes. glass shard, and his nose is all like shredded and fucked up now. He looks like a completely different person. I know, and it's just sad. Like it it's, is. It's, it's very fucked. sad. And the thing is, he's very funny. Very funny. Very he's, successful. Yeah. Howard Stern. Um, was he on uh, Mad TV or something like that? Yeah, Mad TV. Mad TV. Yeah. yeah, he's had like so much fucking success, and he could like. If he just worked and he could even like parlay that into even greater success, but he like he like uh, well, relapses we all, every like constantly. Yeah. yeah, we all have our issues. We all have our demons. Some for sure. are worse than others. Yes, yes, definitely. It's hard to redeem yourself when you're hurting other people, but when you're hurting yourself, everyone just wants the uh, best for you. Everyone's just well. Like, that's the thing, yeah. and. Uh, Artie deserves a re- redemption once again. And even though he keeps fucking up, mm-hmm. I love seeing him. Like, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't affect my opinion of his stand-up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want you to be better as a person, but that doesn't affect what you do on a microphone. Yeah. I'm not saying that I feel that way about Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. The thing is, like he's you not, said, he's hurting other people. He's hurting other people. He's not apologetic about it it's like it's like um Ch- Chantel's yeah. apology right she was like it started out pretty good it's like oh I'm really sorry if I hurt other people this is like I'm in a bad place whatever and then the second paragraph is like except this Emily chick she's a liar and fucker and it's just like yeah. fuck you're ruining it yep yeah no people people like a redemption story you know people like uh, Star Wars right you know yeah uh, no, Vader. People, people want to see people do better no. They love hitting you when you're down. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, then they're like, okay, mm-hmm. can you... Can yeah, it's the underdog me? story. People people almost set you up for it. They're hitting you when you're down. They're bringing you down. Almost them not even being aware of it in the hopes that you learn and rise up from it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I don't know. Well... It can, this could now get into a little bit more of a spiritual angle. Well, what, what do you think? Do you, are you a spiritual person? Or you, if you're not, what about conspiracy? Because I talk about those two things a lot. I talk about T-Suck drama and that shit. Um, do, do you like meditate? Have you ever been a religious person following any religions? I know now you're more a- atheistic, right? Probably. Yes and no. Um, I grew up Catholic. Um, went to church all that bullshit yeah um yeah it's it's interesting about i don't know what to think because i don't know and yeah. none of us know yeah absolutely um i believe in karma mm-hmm. definitely believe in that um i believe everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. um because i've had so many weird crazy incidences in my life mm-hmm. and you think this is the worst thing ever and then all of a sudden you're like Thank God that happened. This yeah. is making me a better person, or this is putting me on a path that yeah. this is my path. I have no choice about this path. Yes, that's it. Exactly the path for sure. So I don't know. It's do I believe that there's an a heaven and a god and a hell? No. For do enough. I think there's an a possibility that something happens after we die, other than just blackness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no one knows. Well, I like the idea of you think everything happens for the, for a reason, right? You you ever hear about the I'm eating nuts while well, you could have some nuts by the way. The idea of uh, synchronicity. Have you ever encountered that? Mm-hmm. It's the idea. It's like the spiritual counterpart of coincidence, right? Okay. Like oh, that's just a coincidence where like these uh, two uh, two things that might happen, right? Uh, I'll give you an example uh, from my friend's life recently. He's going through a breakup. Um, 
and I won't even, I'll, I'll change the name too, uh, he's going through a breakup, and he, he's a, he gets attached to, like, he's very much a hopeless romantic, right? And okay. he's trying to be, like, more than that, but he gets attached to women, like, people are more monogamous than they like to think, right? And um, he, like, cries, he, like, gets angry, you know, he's very much attached to it, and he's still, it's happened, like, a week ago, and, like, the day after that happened, um, he's out, um, like, out and about, maybe doing the mic or whatever, and, um, people keep bringing up her name, but, like, he's overhearing it, like, he's walking by, and he's like, oh, what about Jessica? Oh, what did Jessica say? Why did Jessica say that, right? And he's like, the names keep popping up, right? Right. And, like, that is an example of synchronicity. You're breaking up with this chick, and then the next day, you just see her name, everywhere you go it's almost like mm. the universe it's a, a principle of like the holographic universe that um that things are like um re reoccur that the same th themes or elements uh, reoccur on like multiple levels right uh at, at that moment or at that day and so he's trying to figure out uh, um like is there like a meaning behind this like why like should i try to make amends and get back to, uh, with her and i was telling him like um it could be it could mean anything if it means anything at all if the yeah. universe is trying to send a message at all uh it could also mean it could maybe get back with her but it, it from what i think from hearing that it seems like the universe is like oh you think you're over her well let me test that it's like the cosmic i'm gonna i'm gonna prank you i'm gonna like here i'm gonna keep bringing up her name and like let's see if like you're over her right Let, let's right. let's test if you're over, to, to, to challenge you right it's um, Terrence McKenna had this idea of like the cosmic giggle, right? That like the universe, God has a sense of humor, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like um, it's play, uh, playing tr pranks on you, tricks on you, not in any malicious, like malevolent way, right? Even though sometimes it might come off that way in more extreme uh, examples. But from like an outside perspective, it's like everything all the pain you're going through in life is sort of meaningless right once you die and if you get reincarnated or you go to some whatever other dimension some spirit realm right all the pain and suffering that you uh, went through in this life is like pretty much meaningless right it's oh, the information true. that you got from it that's sort of valuable i guess and so um here if you're so connected to the pain of this world it might seem like oh why is the universe like uh, making me th go through this hurt and suffering like the world is evil we live in hell right whereas uh from a um, outside perspective from a god perspective pain and suffering is is meaningless it's like the lessons that they're trying to teach you uh through it right and um that goes back to the idea that what you said that everything has a purpose right all the uh suffering that you might go through has a has a purpose and uh do you do you meditate? I do not. No? Have you ever tried it? Yeah, I have. Um, I don't know. I don't. It's like I don't. I don't feel the need to do meditation. I don't feel the need to go to church. I don't feel the need mm -hmm. to pray or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just, I just live, man. Just live. And I. That's my meditation is being alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's my meditation. So I don't. Do you meditate? Not as much as I should, but probably like once every two weeks. But I'm I'm fascinated with the idea, especially mindfulness meditation when you're trying to clear your mind. Uh, the whole lotus position, focusing on your breathing. The whole idea of focusing on your breathing is like as a means to eventually clear your mind. Because if you're focusing on your breathing, you're not focusing on all the thoughts that are popping in. Because when you're trying to clear your mind, what happens is... Uh, Things are gonna start coming like oh like you might want to fidget like oh why is my uh why is this part of my body like oh I'm, I'm itchy I want to scratch right or even more so than that like oh I I, oh, I said that was embarrassing I said that like oh I gotta finish my fucking uh, homework oh, the thoughts are gonna keep popping up and so the idea be between it is, is to strike an equilibrium a, a balance in order to get because like uh the point is not to when these thoughts come up to um, not to um, suppress them. Like, like, oh shit, I gotta shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, don't, don't say that, because then that's the wrong way to do it, right? But on the other hand, it's also not to, like, feed into it, where it's like, 
uh, oh, I said this awkward thing. Yeah, what should I said? Maybe I should have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. That's you're feeding into it at that point. So not to suppress it heavily and not to feed into it. It's to like let it drift by and like not to add anything to it. And then you'll find that thought will go away and a new new thought will come. And then less, less thoughts will come. And then eventually you'll get to a point where your mind is clear. Um, I think there's there's value in that. Obviously, when you, the, you brought up karma, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like very much like an Eastern mysticism idea, right? Um, Eastern spirituality. But when we look at uh, more Eastern mysticism concepts, that's where meditation came from, right? As well. And then when you look at these monks that could like douse themselves on fire and meditate and not like react, right? Or enter certain brain waves associated with like deep sleep or something like that so yeah. very scientifically speaking or slow their heart uh, rate while meditating right, right. They, they have very uh, like amazing control over physical aspects yeah. because of this long tradition 30 years of meditating right so there's clearly some kind of it's a uh, bible quarter judge a tree by its fruit there's clearly some kind of effective thing that happens it's not just a waste of time so you gain something that's uh, right now science and you know, people don't really know. I, I, I don't know. But when we're, we're looking at all these things, like they're able to accomplish all these crazy things and then they attribute it to meditation, right? So there's something valuable there. I don't know. I'm not that much of a practitioner as much as a, um, I talk about it, but it, it's super interesting. And um, oh, it's very interesting. I, I always recommend it to people. Uh, what about conspiracies, man? What's your favorite conspiracy out there? Oh, favorite conspiracy. C- couple uh, of them or whatever. Oof. Well, JFK is an easy one. JFK. Oh, he definitely got killed from the grassy knoll. Like, there is definitely another shooter. Yes. That is without question. Yeah. Now, who was behind it? That's hard to say. I, uh... I like, um, another guy. He's... I think he's sober now, but for the longest time, he's like a fucking drug addict, cokehead. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli? Sam Um, Tripoli. He's uh, a comic. He did, I think, uh... The corner when it when they had a Niagara, okay, room. and um, he has a podcast, Tinfoil Hat podcast, which is really interesting. He's not the smartest dude, but he's after doing it for two hundred episodes, you could tell the bulk of information has like really uh, stuck with him, and he has like amazing guests on uh, about all these kind of conspiracies. And they had like they they had one recently. Uh, I like when he has like three dudes that are all YouTube conspiracy theorists. Because oh. those dudes, they just like sit on their computer and just like aggregate all, all the... And the entire episode was two hours talking about the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. That one, that one was crazy. But uh, I, I like his idea with, with JFK where it's like uh, John Wick. Where uh, they have like... There's like fucking assassins all down the road. And all their tasks is like, this guy has got to die. Right? So there's like several fucking people tasked with killing this dude, right? And that's, like, why there's, like, probably multiple shooters, right? Um, this idea of the magic bullet, that the bullet went through it, tur- curved back around, and yeah. went through his head again, right? Um, it's just, like, that's not possible, right? No. Clearly, right? There's no way. There's no way Oswald could even make that shot. Yeah. And I think a lot of these conspiracies is very much like that John Wick idea where there's just fucking all these assassins that are, like... They get like a little phone call and they're like, this is what you're tasked with. And then they all like mm. congregate and fucking try to get this thing done. And same thing with 9-11, right? There's probably, they probably had explosives in the building. They probably had fucking direct energy weapons. They had all this fucking crazy shit because like those buildings had to go down, right? And um, that makes sense. Like if you're going to go, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to go like go big or go home essentially like one thing if uh one dude crazy fucking dude in the in the library right he might not make that shot he might fuck up he might not even kill him you might shoot him not kill him and now jfk's loved even more you gotta like make sure if you're one of these like elitist motherfuckers that your plan goes off and so you task several people well, on that, that makes, day to do it yeah well that makes sense you gotta have contingency plans. contingency plans exactly yeah um Actually, another one of my favorite conspiracies um, is Waco. David Koresh. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, the firebombing? Yeah. They, yeah. the government, the U.S. government, 
lit that place on fire. Yeah. Because they just didn't like these people trying to set up a, a separate society. Yeah. And not a single child that came out of that place that didn't get burned to death. Yeah. Ever claimed that David Koresh raped them yes. or did anything wrong. Yeah, I know. Yes, he had multiple wives, but it's fucking Texas. Like, of course, dudes that play guitar have long hair. Of course, they want to fuck a lot of different girls. I know. And a dream come true for them yeah. if they have multiple women being like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, I, I did a... Um, I went to university and I did like a, a course on like um, cults and new religions. And uh, I did a little presentation on um, on Waco, mm -hmm. and uh, even in that, I, I regurgitated the same propaganda about like, oh, kids are being fucked, and that's why they were uh, they were like burnt down. Even though like, okay, they're being fucked, and why you kill all the kids too? Like that's like doesn't make any sense. But then you turn out, you do more digging, and yeah, the kids don't. There's no there's no solid evidence that kids were being fucked. No, none, none. And yeah. there's video evidence which you can find on youtube of uh tanks punching holes in the building mm -hmm. and flames coming out of the tanks of mm -hmm. them actually lighting the place on fire yeah whereas their storyline was they lit the place on fire like david koresh and his people yeah which why would they do that yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah well all this stuff when you look look at it deeper you realize like holy shit they're like lying to us they're probably the second biggest assassination in history happened uh, recently Epstein the cameras going yeah. off and like he was in suicide watch and like it's like oh he was taken off but like you don't like stop looking after someone that was formerly on suicide watch no right like you, you, maybe eventually but you still like I'm gonna still keep an eye on it that's like and it's just like uh, and it was brought up back into the zeitgeist recently with um, um, Joe Rogan reposting some uh some meme. It was funny. There was a. I don't know if you saw this video. He reposted it too, um, uh, which was originally reposted by Sam Tripoli, and then he he shared it uh, of like this guy on like CNN talking about the hero dog that killed um, uh, El Baghdadi. Remember Trump went on and he's like, oh, he died like a little bitch. This dog tore him to shreds, right? Even though like every year for the last five years, there's been a new story about El Baghdadi being assassinated. Yeah. Oh, a UK airstrike, Russian airstrike one year, another one, the US airstrike, and now this one, right? Um, so, like, when did he actually die? No one really knows. And then, so this guy was talking about, oh, military dogs do the best, and he's just being, and then at the very end, he's like, oh, by the way, also Epstein didn't kill himself. And then they cut off. Uh, oh, the and it's like, I did not see that video. It, it's so funny because, like, whenever someone, like, fucks the news, like a caller comes, uh, calls up, some big event shooting happened, and they're like, oh, yeah, it was an eyewitness. They pretend to be an eyewitness. And then they just like do Baba Booey or something, right? Um, the Howard Stern thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they always like cut it immediately. And they're like, ha, 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 so that was a... <laughs> they have this like nervous yeah. laughter. It's just like, you got got. You got fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how, do you, how far do you think the extent is of these uh, uh, people that uh, run the world? So they could like assassin people. They could like... Um, and, and get away with it. They could like... Um, whitewash and cover up um like with waco they could cover up details add details to like help their case right um how far does the rabbit hole go do you think there's like with bill cooper there's this uh breakaway civilization of hey, fucking bill, dudes bill cooper yeah 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 you you think it goes that that far deep behold a pale horse read it yeah, yeah, I read it. I own, I own a copy. Did of you it. Did you see the four and a half hour um, presentation he did uh, on Behold a Pale Horse, where he had like slideshows? He had like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, dude, I went. This was many years ago, but I went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how I found out about him, and he blew my mind. Yeah. Just to make me, I don't necessarily agree with everything, yeah. but it made me think. Yeah. I was just like, oh wow, there is. There are elites yeah. that are definitely running the world. Now He's an interesting character. It's interesting yeah. that he had the information Osama bin Laden was planning something mm -hmm. many months before 9-11 happened. And he talked about it. He, he's the originator of a lot of um, interesting conspiracy theories. He was a former like NSA 
uh, like pencil pusher or whatever, going through files and stuff. And he said uh, before he even left and started a pirate radio show that he saw like evidence of them like hiding crashed saucers and shit. And well, then- he one of his stories was. Um, yeah, hopefully, I'm getting this right. Um, he was on a ship, uh, like a, a navy ship, mm-hmm. and he saw a UFO come out of the water. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like aliens. This was U.S. military craftsmanship. But he found out that it was somehow they had come across alien technology mm-hmm. and were trying to master it. It's like Bob Lazar. He was on Joe Rogan recently. Mm-hmm. He was talking about exactly that. Because uh, that's a great point. Where did they get this technology from? And Joe Rogan asked him that. And he's like, they never told us, but they're, he overheard that it might have been crash saucers in Antarctica. right? Because you got to think, like, if there was some past civilization that they had all this, or aliens, whatever, came here, right? Um, and uh, now that time is, is gone and they're not around or they're not coming, or at least they're not crashing. Um, there would be crashed ships from this past civilization or aliens all over the world right absolutely but the thing is and they might have found something because like bob lazar on joe rogan said that they had like like 11 of them in in one massive hangar right and at different states of disrepair and um and uh repair and like brokenness right um and so they probably got those all over the world but he said most of them probably came from antarctica because you got to imagine like uh, let's say it was from a past civilization or whatever, 10,000 years ago, some Atlantean civilization, right? And they were flying around with these fucking crafts and something happens, an EMP, solar flare, they didn't have the fuel for it anymore and it crashed or, or they left it somewhere in a field, right? Bunch of fucking people, the survivors of, uh, of this cataclysm, come across it, they strip it for parts, they t- tinker around with the fucking thing and eventually it'll disappear like if it was like in Turkey or whatever. But Antarctica, right? That shit's layered in snow and kept there for millennia, untouched mm. by humans, right? So you would come and you get pretty much pristine alien technology at that point. And then you look at like Antarctica's off limits and like the the Nazis interested the new Swabia, their base there, right? Um, and uh, uh, the, this idea of like Admiral Byrd going there and his, his encounter and saying mm-hmm. that he encountered uh, UFOs that were actually Nazis that, right? And like um, uh, there was, a, a, especially the last two decades, all these like world leaders, the Pope, ex-presidents and stuff, like doing like week-long trips to Antarctica. And they're like, oh, we're just interested to see like whatever the whitewashed... Uh, um, angle of it but they were probably visiting these like weird artifacts and shit but so back to bill cooper so yeah he had that experience he's having this like we're reading this like files about like uh recovered alien technology and then later he, he realized like oh no these ufos are like you said these are u.s uh te- yeah. technology and then he's also the originator of the idea of project Bluebeam. yeah that uh the uh, Americans are going to fake a uh, alien invasion, and uh, that's what the, the creator of NASA, Werner von Braun, said in his de- deathbed. Uh, you could find interviews with the nurse that was taking care of him. He said, like, before he died, this is what he told me. He said that um, after, uh, like, America's going to fake crises. They're going to fear monger in order to get control. First, it's going to be the Russians, and this was in the 90s that he was dying, so that already happened. First, it's going to be the Russians, then it's going to be uh, Middle Eastern terrorists, which was like already happening mm-hmm. uh, as he was dying, and um, then it's going to be uh, paramilitary groups in South America, you know, cartels and migrant crises and all that stuff. That's what's happening now, and then it's going to be um, an alien invasion, and all four of them are fake. All four of them are like um, f- manufactured crises. They're working with the leadership of, of all the stuff, right? And then he, he died at that point. That's his, le- hmm. that's his confession. That. And this is Werner von Braun. He was a SS lieutenant, okay? You don't become an SS lieutenant without executing uh, Jews. That doesn't well, happen. Of course. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and so he w- ran a factory underground um, creating v- V2 rockets for the... Uh, the, the uh, Nazis and he um, 
he's like the mastermind of rocketry. And then the the first round draft pick of Project Paperclip that the Americans um, got and like had him start NASA. And uh, like, I'm gonna take that guy seriously. Sure, he's a bad dude, but he has like so much prowess. Okay, he without him, rockets would be like decades before like the level that we have now. Like he's right. he was a fucking G. He's he in his teens started an amateur rocketry club in Germany before the Nazis took over. And obviously they saw that and they're like, hey, come work for us, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, uh, Bill Cooper, he also originated the idea of a breakaway civilization. And this like four and a half hour um, uh, <coughs> presentation on YouTube, you can find <coughs> from the 90s, when he's like, going through his book um, with slideshows, he's like, oh, this bo- boring machine that you see, the tunnels, into the ground. Oh, that's oh, me. Yeah, that's my ringtone. FBI, they don't like us talking about this shit. And I don't know this number. That's in yeah. trouble. Fuck it. Yeah, no, it's fucking FBI probably. Um, yeah, we're getting in trouble right now. Yeah, he had all these like little pieces of evidence of how they're hoarding technology. This mm-hmm. idea that there's a, a, a deep state or breakaway civilization, whatever, or... or um, Deep state cartel, whatever phrasing you want to, uh, black nobility um, is another thing, or Illuminati, right? Mm-hmm. That they're hoarding technology, um, and they're going to use it as a means to fake an alien invasion. That's what the UFOs are, right? And um, that he he had all these little pieces of evidence, but one of them, the slideshow he brought up, like this is a picture from the forties. This is a boring machine to make tunnels, right, for the their deep underground military bases, right? And uh, this is the shit that's commercially available now, right? So that piece of, well, at least they have that, they have a boring machine for sure that we knew that they were using uh, decades before it became commercially available to make bases or tunnels, whatever, military purposes. That, that of course, for. The, the technology that uh, major countries like the U.S. have is light years ahead of what we're seeing on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Like, you think commercially, like, our cell phones, they're very powerful. They're a powerful device. It's a computer. It has, it can track your heart rate. There's so many things that it can do. Mm. Do you not think for a second that what they have access to, the very elites, is light years, mm-hmm. decades ahead of what mm-hmm. we have? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be like a... A gradient too, because like these politicians that we see, we see like Dick Cheney had like fucking twelve heart surgeries, right? Yeah. They all have like stem cell replacement shit uh, that's cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? But that's only like the shit that we are allowed to know about. Mm-hmm. What what else? And then they live like till they're in the nineties, relatively fine. While the rest of us, if we're ninety, we have dementia and Alzheimer's and we can't even function, yeah. right? The, whatever, but um, another example of the breakaway civilization. Lockheed Martin, the CEO of that, mm-hmm. he, he had a he had a quote that uh, we have uh, the technology to br- uh, bring ET home, right? That's that's the thing that he said in like a presentation, and everyone was like, "What does that mean, right? That they have Very like you, they have spacecraft to go to different solar systems. That's what it means, right? But is that what he's saying? Who knows?" Who knows? Um, yeah, man. Conspiracies, spirituality, um, T-Suck drama. drama. Uh, I'm glad you know about Bill Cooper because, like... Yeah, a- most people don't. No, they don't. They think he's fucking crazy. And then, you know what's crazy is that is how he died. The police shootout? Yeah. And that happened very shortly after 9-11. Yeah. Which was very interesting. Man. Yeah. Yeah, 2001, yeah. Yeah. And he, he actually... Um, uh, it, it was funny because uh, I was talking with Thomas Zog about it because because like him sh- dying in a police shootout kind of after nine eleven kind of adds credibility to him. It totally right? does. They're like he is such a threat that they need to kill this guy. Yeah, because they knew that he would be a voice saying this is not what they're paying it to be. Yeah, but look at the 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 other guy that was doing what he's doing. That's now kind of blowing up Alex Jones. Alex Jones is full of shit. Okay. I honestly, there's a conspiracy theory. I believe that he Go is. 
What's that? Bill Hicks? I, Bill Hicks is a man of my heart. Okay. okay. Bill Hicks is my man. Okay. But Alex Jones, we can talk about Bill Hicks after. Yeah. Um, I think Alex Jones is a government plant. And I think that the U.S. government is funding him. And he will give you little nuggets of truth. Which he does. Which he does. Which the mainstream but, media won't touch. But then he feeds lots of bullshit to keep people that watch him, uh, that worship him, fucking batshit crazy. Right. He's not, I would never trust Alex Jones. Like, I, I like him because what you said, he gives nuggets of truth that other people won't touch. And so... But then he says things like, they're making the frogs turn gay. Like, well, it's crazy. He gets crazy. Th- and he makes people that are... But it marbles up his ass, Patrice O'Neill said about Alex Jones. That he, Alex Jones would go say some shit about, like, uh, the, the elite or, like, JFK assassination. And then right afterwards, he puts marbles up his ass, figuratively speaking. Yeah. Um, to make it seem like what he just said, like, moments before, was real... But now any sensible person that listens to it thinks it's crazy, right? And that's what Patrice O'Neill said. What, what right. you're saying is that he's a plant to make the shit that's real, the, the nuggets of tru- truth, seem crazy. Yes. Um, could be. Uh, you know, and I, I can't read his mind. He, he is getting targeted uh, in a lot of ways. His um, payment processors and, like, uh, being uh, banned from, like, all these uh, platforms and shit. So, like... Uh, it's yeah, hard, but, but he's alive. He's but alive. It gives, but it gives him credibility he's to alive, people so. that... Exactly. Yeah. If he was speaking such truth and the government was so against him, he would not... And that's why I... Like you did before. Um, Bill Cooper, compared to Alex Jones, Bill Cooper got shot down hard. Mm-hmm. And he was way more locked out from having access to speaking to people mm-hmm. than... Uh, Alex Jones ever was. Well, here's the thing. They were on each other's shows. Oh, and Bill Cooper hates him or hated him. Yeah, especially the Y2K thing. Yeah. He had like a big like um, segment in his uh, pirate radio show where he's like going through clips of uh, Alex Jones like fear mongering during uh, the Y2K thing. And he's like, this guy is a fucking crazy yeah. person. He's making everything, um, all conspiracies look nuts. No, and I, that's why I do actually think that, that conspiracy is that the US government. Maybe Alex Jones was already starting to do this stuff. I think he's a plant. But they were like, how about you take what Bill Cooper's doing, what he's saying, and make it seem batshit crazy? Well, the fact is, the CIA, there's um, documents and shit of um, them saying, we want to turn the term conspiracy theorist into a dirty word. Mm. We, we want to make it, and this is this is like... Them admitting, like, we, we have plans to make it turn turn into a, a dirty word. So when you're labeled a conspiracy theory, theorist, you can't be taken seriously. Now, Alex Jones could be a plan, purposely to do that. I listen to him um, regularly and sometimes, and then I go go off a couple, uh, for a couple months, because uh, it's, like, so fucking, uh, here, it's so fucking, it, it, I wouldn't say rots your mind, but it, like, it drives you insane, just like the 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 scale of what's going on. Um, it could be, I like to think because I still like I'm still like kind of like cheerleading for him a little bit. Um, that he's naturally like that. He's naturally an entertainer. He was a radio show, and then before mm-hmm. that, he was like a, a bodybuilder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think he's he's uh, naturally a theatrical. Uh, over-the-top character and so they looked at that and they're like okay this guy we could do just what you said he's already doing it himself we don't need to kill him we actually are going to turn him into a mascot into a martyr this guy's going to be uh we're gonna uh keep let him keep doing that and he's going to be the perfect icon example of what we admitted we want to do turning conspiracy theorists into a dirty word we could easily use what he's already doing and turn and and turn that into the case right um i 100% agree with that yeah yeah so but then again he could just be a plant but like people call up and they're like hey you're you're a plant right or like people call up like you're a zionist shill right and like the way he reacts is like he's like he reacts so visceral 
so angry at that that like if you if he was a plant he'd be a little bit more calculated and calm and he would have like prepared responses but he was like he was like what the fuck man i get attacked by this i get like uh, spit on in public i get death threats my children get death threats like how could you possibly think that right so i think when he reacts to that i i get a vibe that he legitimately believes he's in the shit he could he, he probably isn't even aware that they're turning him into a fucking mascot could be you know could be um or he could just be a great actor he could be Absolutely. I'm not going to put that past him for sure. No. But I do like that he has nuggets of truth. Even like Patrice O'Neill, like he says true shit and yeah. then he puts marbles up his ass right after. And that's the best way to describe him. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill was a genius. Uh, Patrice oh, O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill was and he was, he was heavily into conspiracies. Like, oh, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, my God. There was one time, there's like 300 episodes of him on Opie and Anthony, all, every minute of it put on YouTube. There's one episode he was on, and he was talking about Alex Jones' marble up the ass, and, and he said, I forget how they got into it, but he said his vision of um, the future, he broke it down to, like, it was like he was having it channeled from, like, some fucking Ramtha or some, or some shit, right? Where he was like, um, for, in the future, it's going to be, um, first it's going to be, like, um, it's going to be a nuclear war, Robots are going to take over, and then a thousand years after that, it's going to be Conan Barbarian times, and a thousand years after that, there's going to be big uh, brain motherfuckers living under underground, and a thousand years after that, it's going to be a desert, and then a thousand years... And he's like, he just like predicted the future in like this flippant, huh. comedic way. I have not way. seen that. Dude, I, I was like, holy shit, like, you're probably right, it's like literally everything that, uh, like Futurama, when, when, uh, when Fry... Um, uh, goes into the, uh, the 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 cryo freezer, right? And like in the background, uh, all these events happen, right? The the robot mm-hmm. invasion, and then the desert, and then people reclaiming the earth, and all this stuff, right? And there was a, uh, a a movie called like Time Machine or something like that. The one with like the the Morlocks. It was a ba- based on a book where it's like this guy in the 18th century. Oh, um, I never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. This guy in the eighteenth century makes a time machine and yes. then tries to use it to save his uh, his wife that gets killed, and then finds out like she dies regardless on that day. Like if she doesn't get hit by a car, something uh, else. something else kills her. And then she, and he's like he gets so depressed. He's like, fine, I'm just gonna go way in the future and see what happens, right? And then he goes to like nowadays, and like the moon is like collapsing into the earth. And he's like, oh shit, he gets back in, goes in the future, and everything's jungle, and it's like, and there's different subspecies of humans, and like. There's like Morlocks that live exclusively underground, come out during the night and like um, steal humans. Um, and then he just like tries to figure, live in this like new future and, and tries to, you know, change things. But it's like everyone's sort of dancing around the, the, the same fucking um, ideas. I, I find like uh, I go on 4chan a lot. Uh, I used to like go heavily on like the por- paranormal uh, uh, boards, but also porn. Uh, fucking well, yeah, I figured as much. Yes, yeah, but a fucking Freudian sl- a slip. I said fucking porn <laughs> first, but um, paranormal uh, board. There's a there's like always like oh I'm a time traveler, right? Or uh, you find like videos and like stories like oh I'm a t- I'm a time traveler, right? And they always like dance around the same ideas that in the future there's gonna be like um, there's gonna be a cataclysm like in the near future, and then. Uh, the survivors, there's going to be like two groups of survivors. The survivors that live in the cities are going to, um, uh, the cities are going to be controlled by like corporate leagues, corporations that are going to install like quantum computers um, to run the grids and stuff because it's more efficient, right? That's what they're going to sell it as. But these quantum computers will have a life of their own. They're eventually just going to take over. And then these city-states are going to be run by quantum computers and the policies are going to be dictated by that. And everyone else is going to live in the outside and they're going to live more like traditional agrarian lifestyles, right? Um, and uh, that's... Uh, I can see that fucking happening. You know? Maybe. You don't believe that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know shit about shit. Yeah. I I fear that happening all the time. You see Elon Musk 
he went on Joe Rogan. He was like, "Oh, be careful! The the AI is gonna take over. The AI is probably already here in like uh, U.S. military bases, right? Um, and uh, it, it's it's like uh, through the internet and shit, like uh, manufacturing, like like making up like accounts and like faking certain political movements and stuff. Like with I'm going all over the place, but with the whole Russian collusion thing, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. One thing that they found." Obviously, all these different countries are spending way more money than uh, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and shit. Way more money on, than Russia on like uh, s- certain cannons and stuff. But they found one of the pieces of evidence: Russia would agents in Russia would create Facebook groups of like uh, grassroots movements saying like, "Oh, we're gonna have a rally for Hillary or for Trump." Right? For the longest time, until the very last few months, it was fifty-fifty Hillary Trump. Right? That they yeah. uh, sp- spent their money on. Um, and that's what lobbyists do, by the way. They spend money on Democrats and Republicans because of whoever gets in, they could, you know, of course. push their There's policies. Nobody, anybody that says that you that actually is a lobbyist, even politicians, when they claim they're like, oh, I'm left, I'm right, they don't fucking believe a single word. They're just like, how do I get the votes? Yeah. How do I get the power? Mm-hmm. Trust me, I used to work in politics, and right. I worked for all three different parties. Yeah? Yep. I believe that, dude. Because I had no morals. Yeah. I had no values that really... I have certain values that I believe in, but... So these Russian agents, they would start yeah. Facebook groups, grassroots movements, they, they would claim. And, like, the day before the rally happened, they would contact one of the people in the groups that were most vocal, most commenting and stuff, saying, oh, wow, uh, I broke my leg, I can't make it. Um, can you run the rally for me? Uh, and I'll pay you this little bit of money. And so mm. they would go and, they, and they'd be like, yeah, of course, I love Hillary, or I love Trump. And um, they would, um, you know, do all the things that the guy said, like they would offer him the job, essentially, and they would do it. But essentially, this these agents, they would push political movements, the seemingly grassroots movements, right, oh, with this rally or whatever, without ever getting physically involved. Just in Russia, mm. they created it, and then people... And this is what probably the AI is doing. It creates fake account, knows how to manipulate people to to a fucking T. And then at the very last minute, it's like, oh, yeah, I broke my leg. Could you, like, run it out and send you some money? Right? That makes sense. And I mean, so, like, that's what Elon Musk is saying. Like, there, where he said, when he says, like, probably the AI is already uh, online and already, like, dictating certain shit. Right? Yeah. And so, in the same episode, he was like, don't. Uh, don't trust implants 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 are good uh and then a year later now a couple months ago uh he's like unveiling like yes my company is now gonna do implants and then him and his senior engineers like saying like this is what our implants are gonna do where you're gonna access the internet you're gonna be the smartest uh, thing ever and they're in like these brightly lit auditoriums presenting this and their pupils are fucking massive and they have all this fucking energy and then now it's Jones and like there's articles of like, oh, Silicon Valley microdoses, right? And then um, um, Alex Jones would be like, oh, they have designer drugs, like specialty fucking psychedelics and shit, right? And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, I wouldn't be surprised. And like, he's probably like at that mo- moment possessed. Because like a, a year ago he's saying, don't trust it. Now he's like the guy all about implants, you know? Or yeah. Z- Zuckerberg. And it's just like, you see it in all of us. Steve Jobs, he's like, He's like, oh, I would never, I would never let my children on a phone or on a tablet. And then he like makes that shit, right? Yeah. Or Mark Zuckerberg, he's like, you saw this like creepy um, image of them in like this giant gymnasium. The people are sitting down in this these booths with these like headsets, and he's walking down like the aisle like all happy, right? And then they ask him like, hey, would you let your kids use this? Like, no, absolutely not, right? So it's like all these people they're warning you. Hey, this is bad shit, and then they're like pushing it. Yeah, it's like what the fuck's going on there? Okay, dude, that was an hour. That was awesome. You wanna have a few words or plug or whatever you want? Um, what could I plug? Well, I already plugged my other shows, um, so that's done. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do one plug for my absolute idol, Bill Hicks. She brought mm-hmm. him up earlier. If you guys don't know who Bill Hicks is, look him up. All his uh, specials are on Netflix right now. Tons of clips on YouTube. 
he is by far the greatest comic that ever lived. And he talked about conspiracies and spirituality and all this stuff. He sure did. He said that his theory was when you become president of the United States, you go into a smoky dark room, mm. a projector screen goes down, yeah. and they show you a different angle. You never saw the JFK assassination. Yes. And they're like, any questions? Yeah. They're like, well, no, just tell me when I need to bomb wherever in the Middle East. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I kind of believe that. Yeah, I, I respect Bill Hicks for that. Like that, like oh, he pushed he pushed people to think differently. You know who else I like like, like that? Yeah. George Carlin. Oh yeah, George. Yeah, of course. I, I like I love George Carlin's bit on um, climate change. Mm, mm-hmm. Because yes. everyone's like, oh, man-made climate change. And so like, what if the Earth wants plastic? What if it just wants plastic, wants all these plastic uh, bags to turn into whatever? And once we do it, they're like, we don't need humans anymore. And it's just going to shake us off as, as fleas, right? Yeah. It's just like, that's exactly... And he, and he made the point, like, all this, like, pollution and everything we're doing, it's like, the Earth's going to be fine, right? Like, the animals are going to keep going, you know, whatever. Plants are still going to be here. It's the humans that are fucked. Like, all yeah. the shit of ruining the planet, we're fucking ourselves. As soon as we're gone, as soon as, like... Uh, the the Earth just fucking wipes us onto a massive tsunami or comet or whatever. Like the Earth's gonna be fine, it's gonna regrow, but it's like we're fucking ourselves by uh, polluting and like uh, mutating ourselves and all this shit. Yep. Yeah. Not gonna argue with that. It's hundred percent true. I I love how we ended on this because I think both of us are trying to be comics like these people. Absolutely. So, in, in our in a little way. Yeah. Like not. Uh, trying to be exactly buddy i do all i do is dick jokes uh fucking sex jokes race uh fucking just crude shit but i want to eventually branch out slowly with some of my new bits talk about you know that shit yeah and it's you know what that's um that's interesting because when i first started i actually did have a bunch of political jokes and it probably was more my inexperience um, but they never landed, and I, I my my gathering was that people just don't want to hear about politics when they yeah. come to a comedy show. I just want to forget. Yeah. Um, I but I do want to bring them back. It's good. Yeah. And well, do some new ones. It's hard because obviously with politics, people are gonna there's gonna be like at least half of them that are like not agreeing with you. Yeah. And so now they hate you. But like with me, if I'm doing jokes about conspiracies. I bring up one of my new jokes, deep underground military bases. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even know what the fuck that is. They exist. Yeah, I know, but some people don't, they're like, it's new to them. And so I need to spend an extra right. three, four sentences just explaining what it is before I get into it, and it yeah. kind of ruins the joke. Yeah, and then if you're doing shows where you only get five to seven minutes, that's just, yeah. Yeah. That ruins your time. Yeah. Now, I, I, now I have all this fat, and then you don't have punchlines, and you look like you suck. Yeah. Yep. All right, dude. Thank well, you so much. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Matt Duffy, that flew by. Uh, this one fucking amazing. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Take care.